everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 155. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, adventures, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. And for some reason, I cannot hear the rest of my staff. And for some reason, the music is acting quite retarded. And for some reason, I can hear a repeat because I believe somebody has their speakers running or something. Oh my god, I finally hear you. Well, I heard somebody... Yeah, me too. Somebody's music was playing in the freaking background. (laughs) Yeah, I had the... uh... I had the stream actually playing through the Bog Network website because I couldn't hear any of the music or you talking until just now. Yeah, uh, Act Def, yeah, for some reason, it's act. The, the music is acting kind of oddish. Um, let me see what the hell is going on here, since I recently updated to the latest Winamp. And then you, fi- and then you hit it with a hammer! No, I figured out what the problem was. There we go. What? Uh, Winamp was playing the music directly to the mixer, not to the Astro Mixamp. I seem to remember it doing something like that before. Yeah, it did. So hopefully when Radionomy fixes the kinks and issues out of it, this won't be an issue next time. (laughs) Oh, okay, let's do that again. Again, we are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Rama S., I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. Hey, can you understand the words that are coming out of our mouth? No one can understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. Barely, barely. Whatever, you. (laughs) God. Just what I thought thought would be a great idea, you know, to um, go, you know, to get everybody on Skype a little bit early, just to make sure everything is prepped. Boom. Shit happens. Skype gods are like, (laughs) that's cute. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know, right? Uh. <laughs> oh, man. We are live tonight, week of March 11, 2014. We're on the Vogue Network, Tuesdays at 9.30 Eastern, replays Thursdays at 1. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, and Chatzilla, I think Soliloquy for Mac, I think. I'll have to double-check that. Can use... Um, irc.gamesearch.net the chat room is VOG V-O-G or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash VOG network there is an IRC link you click on it and it'll bring you right to the chat and check-ins are now live so if you're listening live go ahead and check in and earn those awesome points if you're listening on the podcast uh, the check-in will be somewhere in here somewhere it's just wherever I open up the audition and I take the app and I take the dart and I just throw it wherever it lands. That's where it'll be. <laughs> oh, okay. So let me adjust that. So let, let's get right on to it. Cause we have a lot of stuff in store. Um, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, it's been kind of a long week. I mean, yeah, I've been soaking up a lot of overtime at work, but, uh, mm. including one time when I was at, a from 10 to about 6 in the morning because like hey 
apparently no one else was available. Nah, yeah. Just kidding, I'm the first guy they call because they know, hey, I'd like taking overtime. I'm not one to turn down free money. Exactly. But uh, let's see, I got paid today, and since I was feeling especially like crap since I've had the place to myself since Monday, mm -hmm. I've just been the whole eating to fill void thing. I was I ended up at uh, Red Robin earlier tonight. Ah. And I... uh, uh -huh. something else weird. What? Let me uh, bring it up. Earlier in this e earlier on, I got this email that uh. This blog or whatever had found my uh, Dragon Ball Evolution movie review from uh, several years ago, and they wanted to put it on their Facebook page. Well, hey, you know that's pretty cool. I never heard of these guys before, but uh, I was thinking I could just eventually repost it to here because I did it when I wrote for the Examiner back when I thought that was a thing. Mm. Yeah, the uh, article is called "What Is a Sketch." Dragon Ball Evolution, what does the scouter say about its failure level? Under 9,000! <sighs> See, I would have guessed with you having to play CSF, yourself, you do that whole scene from Risky Business. Uh, please. Well, I, have, I, I don't have a drop of hardwood flooring in my entire house. Alright. But, uh... Yeah, that's been about it for me. It also doesn't help that the family is planning a vac the rest of the family is planning a big vacation to uh the Jersey Shore in the midsummer like they did last year and as of and as usual I'm not invited so fuck them yeah the you know what the fact that I'm not even you know considered that's what's been pissing me off you know what look if they're not counting you in big effing whoop you know what you go you pick a weekend rent a room go do your thing and have a good time fuck it Let's see. I'll have off for Nauticon on the very first weekend of May, so mm -hmm. that'll probably have to be, uh, by my calculation, oh, fuck. It'll be, like, the first weekend, first or second weekend of July, mm. or the last weekend of June, which is <laughs> a room, he says. <laughs> it was just a thought. I know, but, uh, It'd just be really hard to find something down the shore during the summer, especially around Independence Day. Eh, if you check Hotels.com, you might be lucky. Yeah, maybe. So don't go to the shore. Go into the mountains. Go camping. There you go. Do something. Be the bear gorillas of the podcast. <laughs> I got the beard for it. There you go. But yeah, that's how uh, shit's been with me. Be um, New Jersey Tim Borland. Adventures in. And we look at the chat room real quick. Everybody's talking wrestling. And, well, if you don't read the dirt sheets, I got nothing for you. And I'm just leaving it at that. The internet's got all the scoops, brother. <laughs> Can we not? I just yeah, wanted, let's move on. Okay, I just want to know how soon before Hogan comes out with a, with a, with a walker. That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> the 24-inch pythons can't hang, hang up there forever. Okay, moving right along. <laughs> Come on, I gave you guys an article, and you're going to start up now. Can yes. we not, please? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Mako, how was your week, and how was your day? Um, it was all right. Uh, basically, I did a lot of cleaning. I worked. I read a lot. Um, 
and then went to a convention. Yeah, that 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 con was pretty cool. I can't complain about that. It wasn't bad for a one-day convention in a library. I'm actually really surprised. Yeah. It wasn't a complete train wreck. Not really. No, no, not not at all. Actually, it wasn't horrible. I mean, like, there, were, there were some touchy issues, but we'll get into that later. It was like a, more like an over-glorified anime meetup, but it was still just as cool because it wasn't everybody losing their shit. Good to know. Alright. Is that it from you? Yeah, for the most part. Wow. I'm just bumming around. <laughs> weekend day has been pretty good. I can't complain. I did go with Amako to the to Animania Expo, and if you check out our YouTube page, there is a video up there if you're a fan of Elsa and Frozen. Warning. It will give you feels. You will have feels for hours after watching that video. That's yeah, all I'm that's, saying. It's really, really cute. Yes. Yes. Um, work's been going pretty good. Um... Kind of getting annoyed of my coworker, but it happens, you know. I mean, I'll dabble in this quick. You know, it's it's in the tech room. It's just us guys, you know. We're like, and you know, the females that come in and out. You know how guys act. It's like a locker room. You know, check her out, check that out. And me, I'm not even paying attention to half the people that are coming in because I got three screens to deal with: my laptop and my two work and my two monitors on my workstation. So I do see people coming in and so forth, and it's like, yo, did you see that chick? Yo, she was hot, and, and it was like, the way he said it made me think, yo, dude, slow your roll, son. And I'm like, I guess they're alright, because, you know, maybe because the older I am, the more mature I got when it comes to looking at the opposite sex, you know? And my thought is, why are you kind of like going that level when you have a girlfriend? And my second thought is, how the hell did you end up with one that I'll never know, but... <laughs> the world is a strange place, man. Strange. And... I decide... And then I end up breaking out my old Sprint phone and turning it into a wireless media player so that I have it to stream TuneIn Radio so we can listen to Fox Network and other stations at work so I have my music to listen to. Because even though my laptop is right there wired in. It's, it's kind of slow and everything um, is kind of eh, you know? Um, but, you know. Um, that's just about it. And I have my ten boxes of Girl Scout cookies. I have one box right by, right on my, um, on my, on my nightstand, so if I get up during the middle of the night and I get a little hungry, just grab one or two cookies, eat them, go back to bed. So, yeah. That's been my week and my day. Um, let's see. What else do we have? I think that's it. Um, let me look at the outline real quick. Um, we have some stuff we're talking about. We got a lot of co- convention just to talk about cosplay stuff. Uh, we have a new podcast on the network. Um, if you're into Star Trek, you want to listen to um, 
the Starboy Power Coupling Podcast, Thursdays at 4, hosted by Grandpa from Horde House. So if you listen to Horde House, and you know how kind of loud mouth he is, he's kind of more toned down for this. So I think this is pretty cool. We're expand- oh, so he's not going to like hurl whiskey bottles at us and tell us to get off his lawn? No, he won't do that because he likes his whiskey. No, he, you know, he likes his vodka. I don't know about his whiskey, though. <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. Um, let's see. That's it. So, um, also, uh, Koi may be joining us during the podcast later this evening. It just depends because she's been working on some stuff. So, I said, when you're, re- when you're done, swing on by. You know, you'll have a good time. So, And that's just about it, give or take. Um. Yeah. Kind of a shocker, you know. Mm-hmm. Why are you shocked that we're done? Yeah, kind of quickly. Yeah. So, uh, shall we go ahead and take our first break? Sure. Yep. All right. Cool. We'll be back.
Like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VOGNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer Wednesdays at 10. 
If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sista and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out the Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash the Brooklyn Otaku. And so, as always, during the uh, commercial, uh, during the musical breaks, we're always talking about stuff in the chat room where you can find us at live.vognetwork.com. Um, we started talking about uh, Super Sentai. Um, that because I was playing a uh, Golkaiser in the back in the background, and we started talking about cosplay and stuff. And I'm planning to do uh, Captain Marvelous from Golkaiser, or as I like to call him, Captain Black Marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think they're gonna have a field day where I say I'm doing Black Dandy. <laughs> um, and then we start talking about Taco Bell, the waffle taco, and then we end up discussing the ramen taco. Where I think, um, if we sent Act Def a, a dirty dozen of them, he'd be one happy little bastard. Mm. Someone have to, have to be. Yes. Like, thank you, based ramen. <laughs> um, see what else? And hockey commentaries in the chat room. That something I want to cover real quick. That it was three years ago today. That devastating um, earthquake in Japan. Um, and the preceding tsunami. Yeah, and the tsunami that happened after that. Uh, recovery efforts have been going a long way for the last three years. Um, if you want to still donate, you can donate, through, I believe, through the Red Cross. Or if you search our website for uh, Japanese tsunami relief efforts, there are links there where you can click on what should still be active so you can still want to donate and give stuff. Because it's, it's, it's still going. It's still ongoing. Um, and Ansen Mark says in the chat room, you mean Black Gentaro Kisaragi on the Outlaw Star? I'm well, no. Black Dandy from Space Dandy. <laughs> and ActF goes, I would, I would. Okay, now let, let's take a look at our outline today, because we have a lot of stuff to discuss. Now, first thing, we're going to cover quickly, um, me and Mako and a super awesome voice actress, Michelle Knott, and awesome game show host, uh, Greg Wicker, a.k.a. Das Grego, not all together, but the four of us convened at a small small local library at Monmouth County outside of, of Fair... Um, why am I thinking Fairfax? And that's not the case. Freehold. Near Freehold uh, Raceway Mall for Animania Expo 2013. Now, usually when you hear about these one-day cons that are in schools or libraries, it's like an over-glorified... Uh, everybody okay there? Yeah. Right. It's like an over-glorified um, anime meetup. This one was kind of different. It didn't really feel like a meetup because things were like somewhat organized. It was ordered to it. And the dealer's room wasn't that bad. Too bad the guy didn't have the iTwilight shirt. I would have bought it. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, couple that was a work. I couldn't go. It's all good, it man. It's, it's all good, dude. I thought it was pretty cool, and Michelle had her 
not your everyday panel, which is different from normal panels where she asks people from the audience to come up and do stuff like if you can sing, dance, draw, and have a half-naked guy do uh, push-ups. Yeah, that was a little disturbing. For a public library, yes, but I think for the ladies there, and I don't think they had a problem with it. No, yeah, it, he was underage, so... Yeah. And then the librarian ran over and said, put your shirt back on, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But overall, um, I thought it was pretty good. And then during her panel, a, a young kid gets up on stage and sings Let It Go to Elsa. That was freaking adorable. Yes, it was. It, that was just... F- Supreme feels. Nothing but feels. Yes. You would think they would be Frozone up there serenading Elsa, but... Ugh. The joke's old, dude. Well, not yet. Not when there's an incoming snowstorm uh, Thursday. Joke's old. Come on. Elsa's having her final revenge. Joke's old. Like your mom. Ooh. Joke's old. <laughs> like a grandmother. <laughs> Joke's even older. <laughs> Alright. So, and then uh, Grego had his Pokemon game show, which was trivia questions based on the first three generations of Pokemon. And the first round, it was like you, he asked a trivia question, and then you had to pick a number from the board, and then you had to pick another number diagonally away or straight down because you were trying to track the evolution chart of that Pokemon, which was pretty good. No, No, that was the second round. No, I thought that was the first round. No, the first round, basically, you had to keep matching, like, kind of like bingo. You had to match a Pokemon in a line. Yeah, yeah, memory game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. Second one was you had to do the evolutions and catch at least six Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next one was you had to... um, not get stopped by Team Rocket. Mm-hmm. And the next one, you were... You're yeah, you were up... Elite. Yeah, that one, you You're going couldn't get... The... Yeah, you couldn't get stopped by Team Rocket, and you were up against the final four. The Elite Four. And after that, yeah. you, you, fought, you fought the final uh, <coughs> boss from Pokemon Y, or I guess X and Y. And it was just numbers. You would just like, call the number for the attack, and either it was attacked did... That was super effective, which knocked out the, the Pokemon, or if it was regular one, one point of damage. And if we go to the chat room real quick, Ron Ladal says, Do you want to build a snowman? Last chance. And Raging goes to Ron's jokes. I say, Let it go, let it go. To that, I say, Fuck it all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of this weather shit. Oof, well. Uh, yeah, I, I hear you on that, because I think tomorrow I'm going to actually be walking around without my without the lining in my trench coat. No, tomorrow's supposed to be cold again. Oh, well then, one less thing I have to deal with. But his game show... Tomorrow's supposed to get cold, and Thursday's supposed to snow. And then Friday's nice, a bal- nice and balmy 41 degrees. Ugh. Uh, the weather's like, ha <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um... And his game show, it reminded me so much of Concentration, because as I'm watching him and I'm recording his, the theme the theme song kept playing in my head. 
And I'm like, he's going to shout out, you win, you win a new car or something like that. Yeah, although the prizes for his game show are kind of awesome. Yeah, um, ha- like fifty, like ten dollars off, fifty percent off your ticket for Katoricon, and if you won, you got um, two tickets to Katoricon. Yeah, the the first person out, which was the fourth player, got a half price ticket. Uh, the next two players got t- free tickets. And the grand prize winner got two free tickets. All right, and we go to chat real quick. Gamer Girl X says, Hi, tomorrow is mid-60s. That's what I thought. Tomorrow is 60 degrees with rain. See, the rain doesn't bother me. It means I can go to work without having to wear a hoodie. That means I have to, I'll have. be... I mean, the uh, the safety vest is enough to keep me warm. It's two layers. Yeah. That and my uh, shirt. Depending on how it rains, I'll, I'll be wearing shoes or boots. But anywho, and Defective Candy says, Go home whether you're drunk. Dungeon Buster follows up with, if only G.I. Joe didn't break that weather dominator. No, the NSA bought it off of G.I. Joe and rebuilt it. That's what happened. But anywho. Uh, Cobra, but whatever. Yeah, well, yeah pretty much. <clears throat> um, also, a heads up, we might get disconnected from the uh, from the stream. There's been issues with, um, with our stream server, so... Yeah, every... I just checked into the chat, and I, I just had to re-sign back into the chat. Yeah, there's a net split, yeah. But in the... Yeah, I don't think that's affecting the stream, so... In the event that we drop out, just let us know. We'll just have to wait it out and just keep going, so... Active says Katori. That's the name of a Japanese restaurant franchise here. Well, you gotta get the names from somewhere, you know? And then after um, after Animania Expo, me, Mako, Michelle, and a few of her friends, we went to go see The Wind Rises. Even though I fell asleep a couple times in the movie, it was still mm-hmm. a... Shut up. How the hell do you fall asleep during a movie? It was... Oh my god, this movie theater is awesome. It's it has plush. big recliners. Yes! Ooh! Oh, it's... those nice big plush seats? Yes, it's yes. like a lazy boy. <laughs> What, what, what theater did you guys go to? Because there's a Cinemark near me that has those nice big reclining it's seats. A, it's an AMC by the in Freehold Race near the Freehold Raceway Mall. Some uh, stadium seating. Yeah, the, yeah. No, this this is nothing compared to stadium seating. Well, it's stadium seating, but also that each row, each they completely redid the theater. Mm-hmm. So every single theater is much smaller. Has like maybe tops fifteen to twenty rows, and each seat is the recliner. Yeah, like when you go and you order your tickets, you have to actually pick your place. Yep. You don't just go in there and pick whatever seat you want. You have to actually pick your seat before you go in. Very much like the Japanese theaters. Interesting. Wait, how much did the ticket cost? Twelve bucks. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's not bad. If it was anything more like Japanese theaters, you could get beer, okay? Well, some of them do um, dinners there's a, now. There's yeah, a Lowe's they, in the Cherry Hill that serves alcohol. Hey, a beer and it's Expendables? It's overpriced as fuck all, but... <laughs> hey, hey, a beer and Expendables? Sold. Oh, that reminds me, I'd seen 300 this Saturday as well. <laughs> but uh didn't want to interrupt you guys. Go on. All right. But yeah, The Wind Rises was really, really awesome. I don't recommend bringing kids to this because they're not going to understand some of what's going on. And no, it, it's yeah. definitely an animated documentary. It's not something 
it, it's not something that you're going to like bring your kids to and they're going to be entertained at all. Yeah. I, was, I mean, yes, it's yeah. bright and colorful and all that, but it's it's not something that is really entertaining for kids, I don't think. Teenagers would, would, would probably appreciate it. I just liked it. was It was quite refreshing because if you look at today's anime and it's like all these different designs and styles and then you pop in a Ghibli, it's like old school 70s, 80s. And it's like, ah, uh, you know? Yeah. And if we go into the chat room real quick, uh, Dungeon Buster's like, mmm, reclining theater seats. <laughs> and Hockey Con references back. He goes, I thought an anime version of Concentration would be a great game show idea. Can you try guessing a rebust puzzle or anime title or a character? Could be interesting. But moving right along. <clears throat> I would say it's still playing in limited it's limited engagement still. If you get a chance, go see it. If not, when definitely pick up the Blu-ray. That's something I'm definitely going to have in my collection. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those that it's it's as we said, it's not something that you're going to bring kids to and kids are going to sit there and go, "Oh wow, what a great movie." Mm-hmm. But for people that are interested in Japanese culture, for people that um studied the history of Japan, especially during World War II, um, on the cusp of, like, after World War One, on the mm-hmm. cusp of World War Two, and all of that. This is definitely a movie for that. And, like, when it first came out, I know we did the whole article on uh, the whole smoking issue. And mm-hmm. I have to say that they were kind of right. There was a lot of smoking in that movie. Yeah. There's mostly a lot of adults <laughs> in the film anyway. Yeah, but I mean, there. I get that they're showing that. Oh well, smoking was a big thing during that time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know but, the the side effects of it. Yeah, but I mean, there was a lot of smoking. I mean, one of the running gags was "Give me a cigarette, give me a cigarette, give me a cigarette." Um, for that to be one of the running gags in your movie, there's a lot of smoking. Mm-hmm. And just to think, if it had been picked up by four kids, they'd all be turned into lollipops. Or eating, like, um, candy canes. Like, it's not winter. Mm-hmm. Really? No lashing out at me to not even joke about that? No. You guys nah. are off your games tonight. <laughs> no, we, we already know four kids is a joke. I mean, I mean, when a college gives the owner of four kids name a wing or a building after him and mind you the company is no longer is now defunct you know yeah <clears throat> so anywho let's now, continue yes. with crap yes now this week they you know, okay, when it comes to conventions, when you hear registration opens, masquerade opens, artist alley opens, su- panel submission opens, if you listen carefully, you'll hear the ride of the Valkyries as people will run, or in this case, 
surf to the site, get their pa- get their information in, and might get 404 in the process. You'll hear the ever-loving F5-ing and the clicks of refreshing. This time, there was not as much refreshing per se, but more people going, what the fuck, man? So, Otakon announced um, earlier last week that they're opening up registration. And there have been some changes. Granted, some of these changes have been there from jump, but as people are saying, how come I didn't know about this before? And my response is, well, it's on the website. Obviously, you don't know how to read. Or you just don't go to the website or follow their Twitter account or however they normally dispense their information. Yes. Now, that's just you being lazy. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as I since like 2009, 2010, Otakon has always had a registration cap of 35,000 people. And they're reminding people of it again. They, they're also saying they're not raising their rates, which is pretty good. And people complain it's too expensive. You also got to take into consideration not just inflation, but when event arenas see how much money you bring in. They want more. Exactly. They want more for themselves. They, they think you can make more money. And sometimes these conventions can't absorb the cost. They got to pass it down. And sometimes, depending on the guests and so forth, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, they said they're not raising their rates, but they're doing registration caps. They're now they're capping discounted memberships of 70 bucks to 10,000 people. And that kind of pissed a lot of people off because not everybody can get their registration in at jump. They have to wait, which is understandable. But if you go to these cons enough, you should be able to like have like a like a a spreadsheet of when these cons are coming up or a calendar to remind you save the money so you can sub- have the money ready you know to buy your badge you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. now Anson Mark is going bullshit in the chat room so I'm sorry dude I don't think it's bullshit not when it's been there but now once they hit the 10,000 they're going to shut off registration verify everything and then reopen it for the next 25,000 people. And then there will be at-door registrations if there's any left over. And also, another thing that pisses people off is there are no day passes. Things change. It's, they're doing this to make it a lot easier to count the registration. So, And we all know the cap is going to be like, it's going to be like 37,000 people because you're going to have to factor... 2,000 people, which are staff, artist alley, press, media, uh, dealer's room, and other stuff, you know? So, And also this year, one thing that most conventions will do, they will allow you to transfer or refund your badges up to a certain time. No more. I'm guessing because of the popularity of the convention and the fact that they're a non-profit, they have to keep better track records of the money that's coming in and out. I can only imagine what they're going to do for, uh, let's say, press. Like how they... The press rules are probably going to be the same. And on to the mark goes, they never really were day passes. Um, fuck... Far as I knew, when I started going to Otakon back in 
0304. They were day passes. But then again, I bought weekend badges, so I can't validate that. You think we should apply for uh, press now? Um, when it goes up, I will. Oh, okay. So you don't I wasn't to... sure if it was up with uh, everything else. No, that usually goes up a little bit later. Now, here's the next part. As we all know, when it comes to pa- people, their panels, pe- when you people love to submit panels and do panels about various topics that they love. Now, and usually when you do a panel, the con will reimburse you if you for your badge. You just show up, be like, you sign up that you did this, ba- you did this, you get your money back. And it's generally the more panels you do, the more money you get back. I'm guessing if you do like three to four panels, your your con badge was free. Now what they're asking people to do is fill out a W nine because it has to be recorded. So you are not a panelist per se. You are an independent contractor to the convention itself. And that also has people up in arms about it. It's just an app it's just a form that you fill out like when you go for a job. You're just filling it out. You're going to get reimbursed for like up to seventy bucks. And you have to handle the taxes, which is like $7. It's not a big deal. They're going to send you a 1099 form in January. So when you file your taxes from your regular job, if you're getting like $1,200 back, and with this, you might have to pay $10. Boo-hoo. $10 is not that big of a deal. And Hockey Common validates. He says there were day passes from 95 to 2011. And Gamer Girl X also validates that they had day badges as well. So, I wonder if they still have, if they'll bring back day badges if they're like when they make the move to DC. Mm, maybe. Now, Anton Mark, I think we kind of explained on the podcast about the explanation of what's going on. I guess I do know people that staff the con, but I'm not in a position to be like. Hey, what's going on? It's not my position. I'm going to assume in the next few weeks they're going to go explain more in detail. Let them do it. I'm just going to assume it's just for financial purposes only for better record keeping. And then, I, you know, here's the third thing. I guess you say this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. Otakon supposedly is taking over the photo shoots and gathering scheduling. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Now, my thing is this. I think it's good that Otakon is taking it over because you can just pull up the guidebook and find out where it is. Also, people will set up shoots in odd-ass locations and so forth. And sometimes they're like in a bad area or it's a fire hazard. So... Which I do understand why they're taking this. They're, they're they're taking taking this over, you know. Now, when this hit the Captain the Otakon group, somebody said this, and I'm going to repeat this, and I want everybody's reactions to this. Wait, Otakon is making up their own gathering times. Nope, I don't like it. So much for cosplay freedom. Uh. 
I'm surprised I haven't called them Nazis yet. On Facebook? Nope, that ain't happening. And to that, I responded with cosplay freedom, lol. That's so cute. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't see Otakon telling you you can't cosplay a certain character because they're running the photo shoot. The only thing that I could think of mm-hmm. um, is that they are getting, they're having issues with people complaining about where the people are grouping. Yeah. That's the only thing that I can think of. Mm-hmm. And to stop that, they're going to set up an area for group photos and times and everything like that so that people aren't being harassed. Let's That's the only it. thing that I could think of. I don't know the area or anything like that, but having gone to other conventions mm-hmm. where group photos were taking place, some of those group photos are in places that people have to walk through. Yes. And depending on the size of the group, mm-hmm. it can become really annoying for people that aren't in that photo shoot, don't care about that photo shoot, and really need to get to a panel. Yeah. Let's w- face it. If, they, if someone could hold a photo shoot on one of the escalators... They would. Yes. And what is the most, it was mostly you hear, please clear the, the walkway. Please clear the airway. Please clear this area. You hear that a lot. If you're playing and, a drinking game with that, you'd be de- dead in the fucking first day. And as Ron Ladal says, in regards to Otakon Cosway scheduling, it's not like it's happened before. It happened at ASEN yet. People request a time slot, and ASEN staff have to approve of it. Now, I think Otakon is going to point out. Here are locations you can have for photo shoots. Here are times by the hour. You send in the request and the location. First come, first serve basis. And most likely they're going to have staffers there to corral the cosplayers. And when is that time to kind of clear it out? Because I remember one time at Katsukon, um, 3 o'clock, yeah, I believe 3 o'clock was the bleach shoot. 4 o'clock was the Final Fantasy shoot. We get there five minutes to four, all of us, and we're just standing around. Three fifty-nine, four o'clock, four o one, four o two, and so it gets to like ten minutes after four, and we're like, "Can we get in there?" They're like, "One more minute, one more minute." Me, I said, "Fuck this," walked in, parted the camera guys like Moses parted the Red Sea, and. <laughs> told the Bleach cosplayers, you ain't gotta go home, but you, got, you can't stay here. And one of them got in my face and said, how dare I? I'm like, how dare I? Y'all ran into our time. And mind you, this whole thing exploded on Cosplay.com and everybody else there with she called them out because y'all had an hour. Not an hour ten, not an hour fifteen. One hour. And honestly, Mark, Feels that things are getting seemingly getting more draconian for good or ill. Now, Defective Candy says, Example of a horrible, uncontrolled photo shoots. I witnessed a disaster at Anime Boston one year. We're on Good Friday where Pokemon cosplayers were photo shooting in front of a church, and the priest comes up yelling, and someone yells, You're just jealous because we believe in evolution. Oh my god. <laughs> that's funny, but on the really? same. Okay, that's funny, but on the same token, seriously? I don't know. I just remember back to Anime Next and mm-hmm. everybody wanting to do photo, shot, photo shoots in front of the hotel mm-hmm. on that uh, on the lawn. Right. 
and it just being a pain in the ass because Old that lawn and the area around it was the only way to get from the hotel to the convention center. All right, are you talking the old location or the new location? Yes, the old location. Oh, yes, yes. And don't forget what happened to that great lawn when people left. Yeah, the lawn was trashed afterwards. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, everybody wanted to use that lawn as their photo like as their photo shoot area. But the thing is, you can't have that many people in one area without having people there to say, look, you're acting like jack-offs. Cut it out. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, it's not your time anymore. Don't be photobombing this shit. And Gamer Girl X says, maybe everyone needs to learn some manners. New panel idea. That would work. Yes. The I think a, lo- like I think a lot of people... <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people have forgotten exactly, uh, you know... A lot of people don't know what it was like and it's like i'm trying not to date myself and say oh when it was you know in my day and time cosplaying was better the thing is a lot of the younger generation of cosplayers don't realize that it wasn't you know the cool thing to do yeah. And because we were all a very close-knit group, you knew everybody. Mm-hmm. Or you knew somebody that knew everybody. And, or, if, and if shit went down, or something like, you were like, yo, I know who that is. I'll take care of it, you know, or I will yeah, contact you. Yeah, sa- but at, at the same time, it wasn't all this bullshit that we have to deal with now. Remember when cosplaying was fun and we had to deal with this? Pepperidge Farm oh, remembers. Oh, again. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, just remember, Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, considering that it's getting worse and worse, and there are more and more people coming to conventions, I understand why people want to, why conventions want to try and minimize the issues. I don't think they're stopping all photo shoots from happening. No. I think that just the large ones that are like, oh, we're going to get every single cosplayer that's doing Attack on Titan. You might have a group of a thousand people there. Mm -hmm. And really and truly, they, because you're still at the convention, there need to be people there that go, all right, there are a thousand people here. We need to have some sort of control. Yes. I don't think they're going to give a shit about what you're cosplaying, I don't think they're going to give a shit about who's taking your picture. They're going to give a shit about, oh, look, here's a tree. Let's climb up it. Oh, oh, look, th- this branch is in the way. Let's just, you know, rip it down. That's what they give a shit about. Yes. Because at the end of it, all of that damage makes them look like shit for the hotels, makes them have to pay more money to the hotels. And if something were to happen with a thousand people and let's say they're in the middle of something and, you know, God forbid there's an actual fire and somebody didn't just pull the fire alarms, that's a thousand people in a group that now have to flee that area. And how many times has someone did that for shits and giggles in the last 10 years? Exactly. Yes. But I mean, you want to, you want to talk about a thousand people trying to rush out of like just a couple of doors to get out of that area mm-hmm. or through two 
or, or through two areas, like um, through the two tra- paths. The traffic jams get... are going to be even worse. Yeah, so they, I mean, you figure if a thousand people are doing that, people are going to fall, people are going to get trampled, and people are going to get dead. Exactly. Dead. I, I'm, and as for photos, I remember when Naruto was licensed by Viz, the photo shoot got so fucking huge, we had to go outside in front of the hotel. 300 people, at least. Photographers were in the streets trying to get a group shot. Oh, that's... That has a potential for danger. Yes, and as Game Girl X says, at back, back in the day, you knew who the asshats were, so... If the, whoever it was, everybody pointed at that person, and that person either hid, ran, or manned up. Nowadays, you point at one person, that person's gonna point to somebody else, and it's just th- yeah. Or even worse, people are gonna point back and defend him for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, and that's happened more times than it should. Mm-hmm. Or how about this? Maybe they'll just move all... Like, have you ever had a photo shoot out of the fountains on the little uh, harbor mall thing uh the soap oh yeah that's right every now and then someone will drop a a bottle of of uh, laundry detergent in it yes and first thing that happened it was the homestuckers my response do we even know it was them their response are you a homestucker me no i'm just saying we shouldn't place the blame unless we know it's them for sure because we've all been there now, the homestuckers would probably just jump in the fountain and wash all their body paint off and just wreck the pipes in the fountain anyway. Either way, they'll end up turned off by the end of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Which sucks because the fountains are nice. Well, the fountains both inside the the uh, convention center and the ones out in the on the mall. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not quite as mimetic as the almighty gazebo. Yes. Fuck that fucking thing. And as Gamer Girl X goes, people getting in that water, disgusting. Yes, I I have come back from the Oda Rave on a Friday and Saturday night. I have seen people jumping in that water. The same water the homeless use to bathe themselves. I was just about to bring up that same point. Thank you. You're welcome. Germs and bacteria, if you're lucky. (laughs) There was a time when parents would go with their kids to cons. Now it's like they'll drop the kid off, and the parents are like, yeah, a weekend to ourselves. Which yeah. sucks, because you think if the parents are interested in anime to begin with, and they got their kids to it, it's like, hey, this is some of the things that have entertained me when I was your age. You should, you should watch it, too. You might find it interesting. I don't know. Today's, I mean, the, gen- the, the, the crew that I usually roll with who have kids now, they're not acting like that. They're a lot more respectable, you know? It's like, yes, this is what we did, but you know what? You were gonna, you ain't gonna pull no stupid shit, you know? There was one picture floating around of a, uh, of a husband and wife dressed up as Ash and Missy while their kids dressed as Pikachu at a, at a little uh, shopping, market, shopping uh, supermarket uh, checkout lane. That's adorable, though. Trying to see if I can find it, but... Uh... All right. I don't know. I mean, you're you're talking about parents who just. I mean, it's not us as parents. This is a new generation, brand new, coming into this. Mm-hmm. Because if these parents knew what their kids were watching, they would probably beat the shit out of them. Do you know how many? Uh, do you know how many? There are there. Are, do you know how many chicks I have on my personal Facebook who post about? 
oh shit, my parents walked in on me while I was watching Yaoi, or oh shit, my parents walked in on me while watching Yuri. I'm just, the convention that we were at this weekend, Mm -hmm. it was for middle school and high schoolers. I mean, that's what the base uh, thing was. To be in the cosplay, the costume competition, and it was called costume competition, not cosplay competition. You had to be um, in 6th to 12th grade. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know how many of those kids were talking about Hitalia? And Hitalia is rated M.A. And speaking of that... And their parents probably have no idea what their kids are watching. Now, to cover it for a second, I was telling friends of mine that are Jersey-based to come check this con out. The general consensus was... Uh, they have a cutoff age for the competition. I'm not entering. That's kind of stupid. Just go for the fun of it. I mean, to my cosplaying friends in Jersey, I'm just saying. Next time there's a local con like this, break out your cosplay and go. Don't worry about competing. Go. You're going to see middle school and high school kids looking at your awesome cosplays and asking you how they did it. They're going to think y'all are awesome. Yeah, this That's isn't the this isn't one of those big ass competitions where yeah. if you're not looking perfect, somebody's going to come out and call you out on it. Exactly. This it's is the kind of thing. No, this is the kind of uh, this is the kind of uh, convention where you go and people are going to go, "Oh my God, tell me how you did it." Exactly. This it's is the kind of co- a cosplay for a little library convention. Yeah. Yeah. This is where you want to go because this is where you actually get to get to contribute to the next group coming in not all of these not otakon not katsukon these small conventions are where you actually will get the kids coming up to you going oh my god this is what i want to do and this is where you have the ability to Mm -hmm. be that person's hero and not have it be ya ya fucking Han. You know, I think the next time, maybe maybe for KatoriCon, I will see if I can contact some of my cosplaying friends to come do a panel on cosplay, you know. Check out what you can do if you put your mind to it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be pretty cool. Just to show, just like, be like, I started there, and I'm here. You just work at it, and you keep doing it, you'll get there. And it's gonna be, and it's gonna be all good. All right, now that we've more or less beaten that into a pulp, another thing that popped up on the Capsicon group, Facebook group, and I laughed my ass off because I knew exactly where this was going and the end result. Somebody had posted that the Gaylord was increasing their hotel rates to about five hundred dollars a night. And then what happened? This person assumed that the that Katsukon room rates, rack rates, were going up to $500 a night. So, a boycott Katsukon group popped up. <sighs> My response on this, the, co- the convention has it lo- a locked-in rate. So it's not going to go up until they renegotiate the contract. Not going to happen. 
after two days of this of this arguing, bickering back and forth, where I'm telling people it's not going to be like that, and one of my friends is telling me, "You need to shut up. Your brain reason reasoning and sensibility into these people. What is wrong with you?" And my response is, "I work in IT. Goddamn it, I get paid to deal with this kind of this kind of tomfoolery and bullshit." Yeah, but you're not getting paid to do it here. I'm just, I'd be damned if I had to do it this shit on Facebook. <laughs> Let me stop. I just felt that because of the things I do for a living, that somebody has to tell these people to calm down. Luckily, there are other friends of mine who are saying the same thing. A rep from CatsCon said, room rates are 195 a night. You have nothing to worry about. Please take down the CatsCon uh, boycott page. This is a prime example of leap... Look before you leap. Yeah, hotel... I don't see the hotel raising their room ma- ro- uh, room rates to five hundred dollars anyway. Um, I think they already did. Uh, well, I'm looking at their uh thing right now, and it's two hundred nineteen a night. Well, that that might have been a change, but to be perfectly honest, even if they did increase rooms to five hundred a night. You do realize that Gaylord will make all that money back in four days at the discounted room rate. And as uh, and as these people Ans- are getting bent out of shape for nothing. In yeah. Other words. And as honestly, Mark says, yeah, five hundred bucks a night never ever happening. Not at con rates anyway. Otherwise, enjoy stuffing ten people into one of those rooms. <laughs> yeah. All right, someone's gonna have to sleep in the bathtub. One, two, three, not it, not it, not it, not it, not it, not it. Oh, god damn it. Let's see. We got three people on this bed here. Don't move. We got three people on this bed here. Don't move. Uh, we got one person on the floor. Be careful when you get up in the morning. We got two more people here in front of the beds. Be careful when you step around. And we got one person sleeping vertically in the closet. What do you mean vertically in the closet? Yes, vertically in the closet. How come? Open up the door. They're on a hook. Yeah. How come? You notice there's no luggage in the room, right? Yeah, open the closet door. All stacked up neatly like Tetris. <laughs> no, I'm looking at their room rates. Um, $323 is the most expensive I see for a room rate. Oh, there you go. Now, to something I forgot to mention, to refer back to what Mako-chan was saying about being careful and liability with Otakon controlling things, just remember... There is a reason why Katsukon is not at the Omni Shoreham anymore. There's a reason why Anime Next is not allowed back at the Right Town Hilton. Okay? They got kicked out? Yes, because people went in and vandalized the fucking hotel, and the con had to pay for that shit. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, people don't realize that... Just because they have a little bit of freedom and it's like, oh, well, I don't have to pay for it. We can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. You do eventually have to pay for it. It's the same with shoplifting. Yes. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to I'm gonna steal this. I'm going to steal this. It doesn't matter. I don't have to pay for it. Eventually you do because when too many people do that shit, it raises the prices for everybody else. They're just going to fuck themselves over even yes. more in the end. Because they realize, like, six months later, why is this more expensive? Because your little brother stole a whole bunch of them th- six months ago. That's why. Yeah. Now, we're talking a lot about cons, and now we're going to talk about something else. And, Marco, would you like to take this? Not really. Okay. 
Ari, would you like to take this? Uh, which one is it again? Fan Expo Canada's Cuddle a Cosplayer Controversy and Ignorance of Convention Harassment. Okay, sure. Uh, might as well. Christ, you <clears throat> stick people. What is wrong with you people? I don't like this website. It's very biased, it's very one-sided, and I don't care to read something on it. Well, Sorry. given the title of the site, it's kind of understandable, but they do have a couple of articles that are good from time to time. So, yeah, okay, we'll uh, just leave it at that. Celebrity guests and attendants here include Eliza, Eliza Dushuku, Dushuku, Tatiana Malasny, Sean Astin, and more. But if you're a cosplayer headed to the show, you might need to keep an especially close eye on your fellow attendees. Why? Because an email blast sent out by the convention proposed physical contact with cosplayers as a way to sell tickets. Here we go. The situation situation was brought to our attention four days ago by cosplayer D. Pirco. She and countless others on the list received an email advertising Toronto Comic Con. It promoted some of the celebrity guests, the convention hotel, and other details. It also let people know tickets were still on sale by writing, Escape the Deep Freeze this weekend, Cuddle a Cosplayer. An organization who had been putting out conventions for tw- 20 years couldn't possibly be this oblivious to the implications of their statement, especially after the last year or so when, in which harassment at fan conventions has become a growing public issue in the community. They specifically covered the lack of official harassment policies at con- conventions last year, and have kept a running list on those which post a clear and easy found policy on our websites. So, in other words, if they think like they think that cuddling up next to a cosplayer, like being that close to them for whatever reason, will help get them a ticket, but it also clashes with the whole cosplay is not consent movement. Yeah, I mean, and it didn't see this as a bad thing. Awesome. And it said, I one reply while conversing on Twitter said, I thought caught. Co- Consent implied in the word cuddle. The fuck? If I just said cuddle, like, okay, that's a free pass to uh, get inappropriately close to this person. Yeah, it says there are those out there that who, uh, who would use something like this as an excuse for inappropriate behavior, as well as people who simply do not understand the meaning of consent. Not for nothing, but it's not going to take written word like this for people to go and feel somebody up. Mm-hmm. This whole thing just, it really emphasizes the fact that people are so overly sensitive about this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not advertising the fact that, oh yeah, look, we're, we're advertising that it's okay for for harassment and blah 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 that's not what they're doing it's freaking cold in toronto and you know the whole cuddle a cosplayer they're not saying room with strangers and you know have a fucking orgy and shit stay close to one another for warmth yeah but when you think about it cuddle a co- people do have various definitions of what cuddling is to register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VOGNetwork.com, use the passphrase, Ambulance. So. Yeah, that's that's all well and good, but that still doesn't mean that you're going to go up to some random person and cuddle with them. 
it's it kind of reminds me of an extreme version of the free hug signs you see, you know? At the, sa- at the same time, the people that are going to do stupid shit and cuddle people that they don't know are going to do it whether or not somebody said cuddle a cosplayer or not. They're going to hear, they're probably going to hear, fuck off, and like say, there's my green light. Yeah. And they wake up with their, like, upside down with their heads split open and their feet dangling. Yeah, I mean, how, how, how many of these people ask for a picture and somebody says, yeah, you can have a picture, and all of a sudden they're groping the, the cosplayer? Yeah, That's not consent either. Yeah, it's like, get a picture of this, and, and you get a picture of the, the girl, like, bending guy's wrist back, and he's like, ah! Yeah, but I mean, obviously, the same, like, this whole thing where it's like, oh, well, you know, they're they're saying cuddle and you can cuddle. Does that mean that every woman out there that says yes, that you can take a picture of them, wants you to grope them? No. Mm -hmm. It's common fucking sense. And if you don't get that now, then you really need to leave the planet. Seriously. Now, on on this, now, now, also in contrast to this... Emerald City Comic Con, which is happening in Seattle later this month, has a poster that says costumes are not consent. And if you feel harassed, tell a staff member or a minion immediately. And they were not subtle about it at all, which I like. Mm-hmm. And it says at the bottom, do not remove these posters till the close of the show. And I'd, I'd still be kind of iffy about the whole, if they did hug a cosplayer, I'm like... Again, some people had varying definitions of hugging somebody. I also imagine that if you attempted to uh, fu- to uh, grope a the woman like on the picture, like mm-hmm. someone dressed like that, the first thing that would happen is you would get is she would bring the butt of that pistol right down on the bridge of your nose. Yeah. And also, that would stop you from groping people. Yeah. And really, Canada, we kind of thought you'd know better. I mean, come on. I don't know. I think that everybody is jumping to conclusions and seeing things that they want to say. Mm-hmm. That's that's my thing. I don't I don't think this convention went out to promote people groping and cuddling and all of that. I just think a bunch of people jump to conclusions and are so overly sensitive with this whole thing that oh look look they're 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 talking about people cuddling. Well, you know what? Yeah, it, it, I, 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 yeah, it's so. Mm. It's more like, like, well, you know, I can't spin this in the possible. I, I can't. I, I, I can't. Now, as we're talking about cosplayers, I had posted in, on our Facebook fan page our open to, our, our open forum topic. Is there such a thing as a professional cosplayer? I bring this up because I was listening to Understation Live with Travis and Jessica, and they were talk. And he was talking about that, and I'm like, and I said, "There's no such thing as a professional cosplayer." Now, I think I only got one answer. I got one answer on Facebook and one answer on Twitter. Actually, I got two answers from Critical Myth. It depends on what you mean by professional. If it means that they make their living by making, wearing the cosplay attire at conventions and such, or on associated merch, then I suppose it's technically a profession. If you mean in terms of professional amateur, then it's a lot more complicated. Cosplay isn't a sport, it's a hobby. A virgin cosplayer could just as easily enter and win a competition at a con as those with a lot more experience, however unlikely. 
IMHO, it gets way too close to the whole real fans thing, where some might see themselves as pro cosplayers, but all they are doing is putting themselves on a pedestal. Sadly, some do. From Gamer Girl X Cosplay, she says, I do think there are a few cosplayers out there that be considered professional. Going with the definition of professional, which is a person engaged in a specific, specified activity as one's main paid occupation than as a pastime. If someone is making a living off of appearances and business generated by the cosplaying and self-promotion resulting in sales generation of their products, I think that fits the definition. I think the problem is that so many cosplayers claim to be professional when in fact they cannot make a sustainable living off of it. So they end up devaluing the meaning of professional in this instance. Now, let me pull it up here. Um, from uh, Syn- Synthetic Angel, she says, No. Professional costume maker, yes. But cosplay is a hobby, not a job. Yeah, cosplay... it. You can have a professional model mm-hmm. who dresses as a character. That's her costume that she's wearing. You can have somebody that dresses up and sells shit that they make. That cosplay itself is a hobby. You are either a model in that hobby or you are a producer of content in that hobby. Mm-hmm. There really isn't a professional cosplayer because that would make you a model or an actor or, you know, something like that. So I, I, I don't think you can say, yeah, we're professional cosplayers. No, you're a professional model. Yes. You're making money off of selling pictures of yourself. You just happen to be, you know, in, a cos- in cosplay. And, and I agree with that. And it's like how you said about, I mean, I would never consider us professional podcasters because this is what we do as a hobby. Nobody on this show does this for a living. And even still. No, the only... Howard Stern would be a professional podcaster. Yes. Opie and Anthony. Anybody yeah. like the morning... The guys who do the morning show half the time, though they, you would consider them professional like podcasters or professional show hosts you know and again they're they're more djs that's how they started they Mm -hmm. didn't start doing podcasts they ended up doing podcasts but they still broadcast on regular radio Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so now so over as you can tell there is personally i think we can all agree there's no such thing as a professional cosplayer unless you are cosplaying 24-7, you make your own costumes, you have an agent or yourself booking appearances at conventions and trade shows, you have a table of selling your own merch, all of that. You're still not a professional cosplayer. You're either a professional seamstress, Mm -hmm. a professional um, prop maker, Mm -hmm. a model... But cosplay is costume play. It's a hobby still. It's a hobby. You can be a professional dressmaker, professional costume maker, a That's professional model. Wait, wait, wait. Hold it. Hold, yeah. hold it. Ron Liddell has, has something good. He says, but if they are a professional cosplayer, wouldn't that be called an actor? That's what yeah, I that said. Yeah, That's what I said. At that point, you're not a, you're acting. You know, hey, you're an actor. You're a model. Mm-hmm. You're you're a seamstress. You're one of those. You are not a cosplayer. 
And as if you're making money, then if you're making money off of photos of yourself, you're a model. Mm-hmm. You are not a professional cosplayer. You are selling pictures of yourself as a model. You are modeling off something. You are showing something off. Yes, because I I know a lot of people that sell photos of themselves in mm-hmm. cosplay. Yep end up doing and selling photos of themselves for other things, whether it being regular model jobs or something like that. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with what you were wearing. It has to do with how you were making your money. Yes. And, and, you, yeah. 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 So, so if you're making your money by selling your pictures, you're a model. So, yeah. so in other words, at that point, if you're doing all of that and you consider yourself a professional cosplayer, stop. Take a look and listen. At that point, you are a model. That's what you are. You're an actor, model, this, that. Because cosplay will always be a hobby. And as Ron says again, but if they are, he says, like the Marvel movies, is that what you call cosplaying while acting? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. You just happen to be well known for wearing certain outfits. Mm-hmm. Or lack thereof. Yes. But, I mean, that's, that's, that's really it. You're not a professional cosplayer. Cosplay is costume play. Mm-hmm. It is people getting together in costumes for whatever reason. If you are making money off of it, you are professional in another institution. Whether that be as a model, an actor, or whatever. Exactly. All right, I think we've kind of beaten this bat to, to as far as we can. So, Ari, you can take the next article. All right, let me bring it up here. Uh, Hello Kitty teams up with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, God, nothing, no, nothing good can come of this. <laughs> oh. New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced its latest collaborative effort, and it may be one that surprises quite a few people. In accordance with Hello Kitty's 40th anniversary, New Japan Pro Wrestling has decided to release two special t-shirts featuring Sanrio's famous mascot. And we see, uh... And we see the two, uh... t-shirts here. It's the New Japan Pro Wrestling with the Hello Kitty's head in the lion's mouth, or... Hello Kitty's bow with the New Japan Pro Wrestling insignia on the knot. I may have to pick up one of these shirts if they have it at the Sanrio store. They can be purchased on NJPW's official web store for 3500 yen, which is about 34 bucks plus tax. How much? About 35 bucks a piece. Worth it. Yes, I will wear. I will wear the fuck out of that shirt. I don't know. I mean, the I like how in the article it has a, a the press big press release, but it's a it's not Hello Kitty dressed up like a Joshi pro wrestler, which mm. I was kind of expecting. Well, it's not like she came out with the IWGP World Heavyweight Belt around her around her waist, or at the very least, the uh, Heavy Metalweight Championship. Yeah. Oh, come on. You just want to see her come out as a Playboy bunny. You know it. No. We had this discussion already. Yes. Also, this is coming really, really close to uh, what WWE was doing. 
what? and mixing their product with the cartoons. Scooby Scooby Doo, where are you? We've got some work to do now. Oh God, I can't, I can't look at commercials for that without freaking shivering like someone's walking over my fucking grave. I, I am going to have to watch that because it's going to be so bad, it's good. And I'm talking near Street Fighter bad. <laughs> Anywho, next up on our list, something we should have done maybe around Valentine's Day, but... It only just came out. Yes. The list, as put together by Anime News Network, the seven horrible girlfriends... I will start with number seven. Misaki Nakahara from Welcome to the NHK. Misaki has all the trappings of the earnest girl next door type. She manages to convince Shuden Tasahiro that she has a surefire way to cure him of his hikikomori lifestyle, when in reality she's a codependent, manipulative, and a liar. She takes her unhealthy need for verification up a notch when Tasahiro doesn't return her feelings, so she tries to jump off a cliff. I'd be like, go ahead and jump. Yeah, you're stable. Mm-hmm. Number six, Misa from Death Notes. She seems like a hyperactive idol whose only folly is falling for someone as egotistical as Light Yagami. Misa isn't as innocent as she would have her fans believe, capable of murder for one for the one she loves and conniving to boot. Given her tragic history, Misa's less than stable approach to romance is almost understandable. Almost. Number five. Mion Sonazaki from Higurashi no Nako Karoni. That I really living... fucked up. What? Higurashi's kind of fucked up. Oh, I thought you said I fucked up the name. No. Anyway. The fun-loving senpai of Hina... Hinamizawa brings a combo of mafia ties and crazy twin sister who was in the bus switching places to avenge her wronged sister. Hmm. <clears throat> One of the anime plot arcs revolves... Recounts Keiichi getting a doll from a local toy store and giving it to Rana instead of Mion. Mion cries to her sister who goes on to avenge the slighted Mion with murder, kidnapping, and cackling laughter. So do they not have fucking antipsychotic meds over here or what? Not if you watch Higarashi or Umineko. Yeah. Number four. Kaede Fuyo from Shuffle. As a child, Kaede tried to kill the love of her life a few times because she blamed him for the accident that took her parents. Racked with guilt, she dedicates her life to being Rin's living wife, and he allows it out of fear for her emotional stability. When he has the audacity to date someone else, Kaede goes into full-blown psycho mode. She attacks Rin's girlfriend, makes invisible dinners, stands creepily under bridges during rainstorms. At the end of this series, she declares her love for Rin, and everyone pretends it isn't terrifying. Wow, I feel like I've actually lived that. (laughs) Number three, Kotonoha Katsura from School Days. Kotonoha is really a sweet girl deep down. She just can't handle that her boyfriend is a two-timing, three-timing, four-timing, etc. jerk who tries to break up with her. She starts creeping around his house when he leaves her for Seika. uh, Seike? I thought it was Sakai. Sakai? Mm Mm-hmm. Sekai. Mm-hmm. Who he's also cheating on. And gets progressively deeper into psychosis. 
You can see how it all turns out when Discotech releases the DVD set. Needless to say, this is the show whose last episode was preempted when the plot was too similar to a real axe murder. Ooh. Five time, five, three timing, four timing, five timing, five timing, five timing, five timing, five timing. Okay, I'll stop. All yes, right. enough. And, and before we continue, I have to get props to VX Jason XV. He found a picture for Act Def. Hello Kitty, dressed as a um as a luchador. <laughs> Hola Gata. That's what her ring name would be. What if it? What would it be? Hola Gata. Ah. Because creativity. <laughs> there you go. Say her name in Spanish. <laughs> Number two, Nanako Saeki from Flowers of Evil. Saeki is ta- like Takao's ser- seemingly perfect girlfriend who is all too understanding of him wor- her wearing her gym uniform. As Takao's ra- relationship with the Lincoln Sawa grows, Saeki grows more and more disturbed. The anime ends with Taoko's attempt to run off into the mountains before Saeki colors, Saeki's colors really get the show through. The, couple's, the couple have a few more confrontations, including one in the makeshift clubhouse that cements Saeki on the list as the most horrible people ever. She gets extra icky points because, unlike other characters on the list, Saeki isn't in a world of death gods, had her parents murder, or a member of the mob. Her realism is what makes it unsettling. And this is the anime where we talked about how it's like look rotoscoped yeah i'm looking at the animation i'm like the screen i'm like that it looks familiar and i click on it akinohana i was like oh yeah if if the animation is like that for for the way that plot line is i can kind of understand keyword kinda kinda yeah and the number one entry you know gasai from future diary Yuna wins the Worst Girlfriend of the Year award by leaps and bounds. Her boyfriend Yuki is a textbook example of Stockholm Syndrome. Yuna kidnaps and abuses and threatens to kill his friends, and does, and swearing she'd go to the ends of the earth to be with him. I guess she delivers on that end, so at least she isn't a liar. It's the little things. Uh, I thought Nauru from Love Hina would be on this list. She'd be towards the bottom. Um, Dokoro-chan should be on that list, because every time she sees her quote-unquote future husband, she... Hits him with a spiked bat and kills him. Only to bring him back to life seconds later. And if we you go know to... what the inverse of Stockholm Syndrome is? No, what is it? It's called Lima Syndrome. It's when the kidnappers take take pity on the person they're holding hostage. Hmm. And if we go to the chat room real quick at live.vognetwork.com, Scarlet goes, Makoto, anime's biggest hoe. I don't remember what that's in reference to, but okay. It's not Makoto Kino, is it? I don't think so, no. No, that's the boyfriend from that one series. Oh. I think we we need um, to kind of turn things around for a little bit. And at this time, we're going to tell you about interesting stories from Japan, and our Skype line is open. So if you want to talk about some of the stuff that we discussed on our podcast tonight, or reference back to from prior episodes, you want to get your voice heard, you can Skype us at Anime Jam Session. We're here to believe you. And just so you know, if we don't answer right away, stand fast, we will call you back. Uh, 
Alright. So who's starting with the uh, Weird Japan articles? I think Mako should. Yeah. Uh, AKB48 Idol Group is looking for a temporary Nissan member. The popular idol group is looking for a temporary member for its Papi, uh, Papiko 2014 spring campaign, and she has to be at least 30. In the ad, members of AKB48 announced the campaign, showing that even a mom could join the group. The idols revealed the adult AKB48 edition and the theme also fun for adults in Tokyo. Both married and unmarried female professionals and amateurs may apply as long as they are at least 30 years old. There is no max age limit. The winning candidates will start a commercial and ads with AKB48. Winners will have to attend daily training sessions and participate in performances and audience greeting events until the uh, promotion ends. After the promotional period, the new member will graduate from the group. Uh, Papigo is a snack by Japanese snack maker Ezekai Glico, the creators of Pocky. And it is a novelty ice cream that comes in a tube, like a sherbet version of Go-Gurt. Okay, I just want you to know, if there was an American version of this, this would be a train wreck just waiting to happen. Stand on the platform. That 515 is coming any second now. Who's to say this won't be a train wreck? Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't know. I think it's kind of cute. Perhaps. They're looking for an older sister. That's it's cute. Yeah, but... The, but... the premise is touching, but the execution might be nightmarish. You yeah. know who I want to see win? I want to see some 65-year-old little, little Asian woman... <laughs> little grandma, that's who I want to see win. Hey, you know you... I want to see the little grandma and them have to dance and sing and all of that crap. Like you know... a female ration... version of Ray's grandfather? Yes. <laughs> you know, like our shampoo, oh no, uh, cologne from Ronma one half. But do yes. You... At that point, do you know what you call it? Hmm. Obachan 48. Yeah. <sighs> hey, the joke was made on the forum. <laughs> And as somebody else said, Oba-san in miniskirt and knee-highs. But as somebody said, there are some members that are in their early to mid-twenties, so 30s could be viewed as a sister to them, which is understandable, because we automatically assume these K-pop, these J-pop groups, they're all under 18. Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah. Okay. I'll take the next one if you don't mind. Good, because I would have just flipped my computer and walked away if I had to read this. Serial <laughs> <laughs> underwear thief operate in three prefectures. Your fucking god. Oh, Hopple's eye, stay classy, stay classy. What a haul, what a haul, what a haul. Give me back. <laughs> in the Toshigi prefecture. Police in the Sano Toshigi prefecture have indicted a man for stealing more than 200 items of women's underwear in three prefectures. The man identified as, as Sumomo, no, Sutomo Kashiwase, 44-year-old man, 
is suspected to have stolen a total of 217 items on 27 occasions in Toshigi, Gunma, and the Saitama prefectures. TV Asahi has reported this. He was arrested last November after he was caught in the act of stealing underwear from a house in Sano. Okay, are Japanese men that... What's the word am I looking for? Pent up? Yeah, but there's another word, but whatever. Like that. Sick? No, pent up. Are they that repressed? Oh, there you go. I still like sick better for this, this instance. And then you look in the forums, people have mentioned it was somebody that stole high heels and the dude that stole the bicycle seats. Yeah, come on. I mean... Because, because we needed reminders of those. <laughs> no one calling in yet? No, but my mind is still trying to wrap my head around that. Please, take the next one. Okay. Anne Frank House makes donations to Tobio Libraries. Finally, some good news. Mm-hmm. The Anne Frank House, a museum dedicated to the Jewish girl who died in a Nazi concentration camp, on Saturday donated 3,400 copies of its catalog to Tokyo Libraries after hundreds of copies of Anne Frank's diary were damaged. The, gel- the delegation from the museum in Amsterdam visited the office in Tokyo's Tsunagami Ward, donating in the catalog showing its exhibits and a miniature of the Anne Frank House where her family hid during World War II. The museum will donate 3,400 copies of the catalog to libraries throughout Japan, a local officer's official said. More than 300 copies of the diary or publications containing biographies of Anne Frank, Nazi persecution of Jews, and related material have been torn away at many public libraries in Japan, news of which sparked alarm and made a rightward shift in the country's politics. Suganami Ward found at least 121 damaged books at 11 of its 13 public libraries. Jan Eric Doubleman, head of the museum's international department, handled the catalog. Handed the catalog to Mayor Ryo Tanaka. I also trust the strengthening and expanding of the friendship between Japan and the Anne Frank House and the people in Japan who strive for harmony. This incident will soon be forgotten. Mm. Nice yeah. to know that the uh, vandalism story had a happy ending in the end. It's good to know there are some people that really care. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. And, um, before we go into a uh, break real quick, um, something else I wanted to talk about real quick. Okay. I to put it now, we were talking about issues with cons and conventions, and we all heard that how Amiland Wasabi had new people, new owners, it's going to be different. Well, shit happened at Amiland Wasabi last weekend. Evident. Not so different at all, is it, Steve? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see what you did there, sir. Oh, oh, oh. But this this is what happened the long and short. Instead of all of the guests being in the Khan Hotel, which is that hotel, all the guests were in a hotel like two blocks away. And there were two green rooms. One was disheveled and one was neat. Evidently, I guess the guest green room was to the shitters because of the distance. And the other green room, which was right at the con or at the convention center, was nice and neat. So, what happened, people? 
Come on. Why put your guests in a hotel so far away? Why you do that? At the very least, have it within a block. Well, at least the friggin' convention hotel itself. Well, not every, not every place has the convention in the or at hotel least in the same building. That's what I'm saying. At least, if not the convention hotel, at least the closest con- hotel to the convention center, you know? Mm-hmm. Well. Which I'm sure made the guests feel welcome. Yeah, evidently, from my understanding, a lot of the guests don't plan on returning. And I guess with the pending litigations against Anime Land Wasabi... They let's they might not even make a twenty fifteen. Huh. And on that note, we're gonna take our final break and wrap it up. So we'll be back.
Well, we kind of finished as, not as late as I expected us to, but that's not bad given everything that we covered within the time allotted. So, yeah. And the server did, and the stream didn't die on us. Yay. Yay. And, um, and I'm going through my Facebook here, and props to Ron, who is listening to our podcast, and, he, and we concluded that there's no such thing as a professional cosplayer. Unless you become a model or an actor. And as someone said, or a reality TV personality. Ugh. Yeah, like I said, cosplayers are now a D-list celebrity. Huh. Alright. Let's, let's, let's wrap shit up. Um, if you like what you heard, if you want to send us thoughts, compliments, flames, planes, trains, automobiles, money, gift cards, whatever... Podcast at AnimeJamSession.com P-O-D-C-A-S-T Podcast at AnimeJamSession.com We'll be listening for you. Um, definitely check out our, our website at AnimeJamSession.com um, I do believe the link to it to the uh, Feels video from Animania Expo is up there. Plus, um, we have some new cosplay articles coming up from Koi later in the week, so definitely want to check the site out and Friday, there will be a link to our to this week's podcast, but any event you can't get to that link or any issues of trying to get to our prior podcast, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. And that reminds me. Hey, Mako. Hmm? I, I took my old phone, I updated it to the latest Saiyajin mod, and it's now sitting in the drawer at my, at my, uh, at my desk at work. So when I go to work, I take it out, put it on the Wi-Fi, and I have like a little mini streaming media box. Nice. Yeah, because even though my laptop there is good, because it's wired in, it's it's whatever. I figured just have just stream tune in radio and other stuff, you know, which is pretty cool. Um, let's see what else we have? YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/AnimeJamSessionTV. Um, there are more convent, there are more con videos posted. Um, please don't start. There we go. Good. Let's see. Um, the Animania Expo, that video is up, along with some other videos that I did post. Um, I believe the Animania Next videos are up. I'm currently working on the Senshi Matsuri videos. So, I think I'm running around town tomorrow to run some errands. So, I'm probably going to be able to, to drop on my machine and do some edits and get them done. If you want to follow us on on the YouTubes, you can find me at Dijeronmes, Ari is at Ari22682, and Mako is at Jupluna. Twitter, twitter.com slash anime jam session. Follow us on there so you, so you know what conventions we're going to, when the podcasts are going up, videos are going up, photos, articles, all that cool stuff. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at Dijeronmes. Ari is at the Ari Man, and Mako is at Jovedea, and she's not changing it unless you set unless you give her ten thousand dollars in cash. You think I'm kidding? <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> see, Facebook.com/slash/AnimeJamSession. We're up to two thousand seven hundred twenty-seven hundred likes. Uh, let me double check this because I usually have it already set. Yeah, two thousand seven hundred and ten likes. I just gotta say. Thanks. I really appreciate you guys liking and enjoying the podcast, the, the episodes, everything that we do. 
as long as you continue to like our podcast, like the articles, the photos, the videos, and so forth, we're going to keep adding more to it. That, that's what we do. Um, if you want to follow us individually on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjeronmas. Mako is at Makoto Makochankino. And Ari is Ari Rockefeller. Now, I have a website I don't really talk about. You can find me at djronmas.net. I just talk about the stupid shit that happens in my life and how I deal with it. Think of it as a guide guide to not being a complete and total fuck-up, you know? But like I said, we are on the Vogue Network Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, Encore Thursdays at 1. But we're not the only geek-centric podcast on the show. We just They just brought in, if you love Star Trek, and I know we got some Trekkie and Trekkers out there, Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, brand new, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern. And if you want more than Star Trek, if you want pop culture, books, movies, pro, British programming, all that cool stuff, we have Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, and Under Sedation Live. If you like what we do at Anime Jam Session, you should hear our homegirls, uh, Pandalicious and Ninja Sister at Electric Sisterhood. They come on at 8 o'clock before we do. It's more of a female perspective, so it's still, they're pretty cool gals. I drank with them. They're mad chill. If you like MMOs, check out Wild Wednesdays with Girls Gone Wild at 12. It's strictly World of Warcraft. And then check out Horde House, which is Wednesday nights at 10. They started out as a World of Warcraft podcast, but now they're an MMO podcast. They talk about other stuff now. I know the whole crew is all up on the Final Fantasy fourteen, which I might consider, think about, maybe. I think if I do play FF14, I'm probably going to end up getting it for my PS3 anyway, so... But if you're into video games, gamer culture, gamer lifestyle, gamer talk... Having a gamer's independent voice. We have two pros just for you. We have the Bobby Blackwolf Show starts Sunday at eight, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at nine p.m. The cornerstone programming of the Vogue Network. Let's see any programming notes. Uh, none from us, but just giving everybody a heads up that March sixteenth there will be no live episode of Orange Lounge Radio. The crew is moving into a brand new studio, so there's going to be a taped show coming on, so definitely be on the lookout for that. As for us, we will be here. I don't see us taking any time off anytime soon, I guess, around the holidays, or if one of us has a heart attack. And even then, we'll find somebody to replace that person like we did last time. Is that right, Mako-chan? Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> hey, Kayla did a damn good job, you know? I'm not saying no, that no, she no. didn't. No, I'm just saying she did a damn good job. I was expecting you to agree with me, but, you know, it's okay. What? I did agree with you. I just didn't say I agree. I agreed with you. Gotcha. Because if I say that I agree with you, it makes your ego big. Does not. Yeah, uh huh. I'm going to beat you. Yeah, Game of Rocks, I agree. She said in the chat, tonight went really fast. It kind of sort of did. With all the rant and raving we did, it did go pretty fast. Yeah, it went pretty fast, but it's still 1130. I know. We gotta hurry up and get the fuck up on out of here. Okay. Yeah, I have a lot of nothing to do. Same here. <laughs> you and me both. I know. 
I gotta make my lunch for tomorrow. Last words, Ari. Last night, Jay and Silent Bob were on at midnight, and I was at work, so I couldn't watch it. Oh I my god, it was awesome! DVR, dude! DVR! I have one. never, I have never even watched that, but I knew Jay and Silent Bob were gonna be on there, and I had to watch it. Who won? Um, Ralph Garman. Oh. It was a tie until the very, very last question. Yeah, that's it for me. Mako. Um, I'm probably going to read and eat ice cream, and I should probably clean, but I don't want to. And I have to figure out what the hell I'm making for everybody when they come out in two weeks. Okay. Cinderella, Cinderella. <laughs> Alright, my last words. Um... I'm going to play a little bit more Bioshock Infinite and eat some more of these tasty Girl Scout cookies. Mmm, Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, but mine aren't made from real Girl Scouts, so it is what it is. I can make Girl Scout cookies with real Girl Scouts. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. Let's move along. Let's move along. Let's move along. Thanks for listening. We'll be here same time next week unless something crazy happens. I'm Ronma. What was that? Meteors. Yes. I'm Ronma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. And away we go. Night. <sighs> My voice is getting to me more or less. Aww, Mako, you're terrible. I saw what you wrote in the private chat. You're terrible. Yep. <laughs> Terrible. Yep. Just say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!